This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Kia ora. Thanks for tuning in to the most down-to-earth kids radio show in New Zealand, The Kids Mix, with me, Kath B. We'll have songs, stories, fun facts, giveaways, and what's that noise? Plus, Susie Cato joins us with Susie and Friends. The Kids Mix, with me, Kath B, on Fresh FM. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. You've had some rest, now it's time to wake up. You feel refreshed, now it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. You've had some rest, now it's time to wake up. You feel refreshed, now it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Simon and Garfunkel, and the next song is called April. 
come she will. Streams are ripe and swelled with rain. May she will stay resting in my arms again. Stories by Saskia Rushton Green. It's called The Elf and the Giraffe. Hi, my name is Saskia, and you're listening to Real True Stories That Actually Happened, written by me. The Elf and the Giraffe Perry was a Christmas elf, subjectively the best. His job was stocking up the shelf with stockings, who'd have guessed? When he got home after work, he always had a laugh. Fun and friendship was the perk of owning a giraffe. Well, really he'd not owned it long, and though he found it pleasing, he knew that there was something wrong. Why... His giraffe was freezing. I know that you mean well, young elf, giraffe said as she shook. But as you can see for yourself, I really feel quite crook. When you leave at ten to eight, I wait at your back door, with cubes of sugar on my plate till you get home at four. Don't you like your sugar cubes? asked Perry quite distraught. It messes with my inner tubes, so there's some food for thought. I need some greens to make me strong. I need the sun to heal me. I wish that you weren't gone so long. Perry, do you feel me? And also I'd appreciate, if it wouldn't be a pain. Please don't leave the sugar cubes to melt out in the rain. Right, that's it. I'll get supplies, said Perry, grabbing keys. And Perry said to her surprise, You're coming with me, please. So they jumped in the one-horse sleigh. Giraffe donned the scarf Perry'd lent her. Giraffe and horse shed a bale of hay, and they were off to the big shopping centre. They started at the op shop, bought a snowsuit and some boots, and as a treat a crop top patterned with giraffes and fruits. They bought some extra scarves to wrap around her throat, a hat made for giraffes and a hefty rainproof coat. 
They found some woolen gloves and socks and thermal underwear. The price was great, five bucks a box. They left with all their gear. The next step was quite tricky, though. Well, South Pole's well equipped. Fresh vegetables can't seem to grow. They'd have to get them shipped. The head of produce was called Ike. He waited for their order. As he asked, what would you like? Giraffe took the recorder. She coughed and said, Excuse me, please, if you would be so kind. I'd like a few acacia trees, if they're not hard to find. Acacia trees? That's easy done, said Ike over the line. Giraffe requested twenty-one and apricots and brine. Perry said to his giraffe as soon as they got back, I promise I'll take time off work. I'm sorry I was slack. Together they built something grand. It took them six whole days. The best greenhouse in all the land where Miss Giraffe could graze. The next day when the trees arrived, they planted the whole lot. And on that day, Giraffe, she thrived on pickled apricot. Giraffe stayed in the greenhouse under cool acacia shade. When Perry set off back to work, he had to to get paid. Though Perry did so much for her, Giraffe still felt alone. She swaddled on her coat of fur and went to use his phone. She called her friends the buffaloes. They answered at the vet. We've both got us a runny nose. Say, how's life as a pet? It's not great, she said in sighs. But how's life treating you? By the way, congrats you guys for your placement in the zoo. Not all it's set out to be, said a buffalo with a croak. It's not like home, we all agree, and the humans think we're a joke. Let's go back to Zimbabwe, all three of them said on cue. It's not right to be so far away, and anyway, we were a crew. The three of them agreed to go and meet up on the way. Giraffe stared out into the snow as she packed her stuff all day. Giraffe was perched on her suitcase when Perry came home from work. I've decided I must leave this place. I'm sorry I'm a jerk. You're not a jerk, the elf assured, but this sure makes me sad. Please don't go, the elf implored. I care for you like mad. I care about you too, Perry. The pole's just not my type. I hope you'll keep in touch with me. Maybe we can Skype? I understand, he said with pride. It's sure been lots of fun. I'm glad I came, Giraffe replied, and thanks for all you've done. And so they hugged and said goodbye, and Giraffe got on a plane. She waved to Perry from the sky as it began to rain. The end. That was The Elf and the Giraffe. A real true story that actually happened, written by me, Saskia. There are children who are so unwell, they have to live their lives in hospital. They're feeling lost, but hospital. Children getting sicker, 
Drinking too much bubble mixture They all just want to be bubbles They all just want to be bubbles There must be something we can do To stop these kids from doing skews jumpy legs, and a kereru flying around, maybe flying around your lounge. But there's a catch. When I say, now stop, you actually have to stop and freeze. Give it a go. Jump, 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 jump around, like a wetter. Like a wetter does jump, 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 jump around. Like a wetter does, like a wetter does. And now stop. 
freeze like a statue. Hop, 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 hop around like a bunny rabbit, like a rapper tea. Hop, 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 hop around like a bunny rabbit, like a rapper tea does. And now stop, stand still, don't move. Walk like a human, just walk around like yourself. Buzz like a bumblebee, get your wings flapping. Flit like a dragonfly, dragonflies have big long wings. Stand tall and straight like a Cody tree. Don't bend your knee, big strong Cody trees. Kapai. Swim, 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 swim around. Fly, 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 fly around Like a kiddo, like a kiddo Fly, 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 fly around Like a kiddo, like a kiddo does And now stop Walk like a human Buzz like a bumblebee on Fresh FM. Sometimes I get bogeys. <clears throat> Don't tell anybody. Here's a song by Captain Festus McBoyle called Bogey Bogey. Now, I've just sailed in from the coast of India. And you're probably wondering what brings an old pirate like me down here? It be treasure, my lovelies. Everybody needs a little bit of treasure. Close your eyes, hold out your hand, count the three. Bogey bogey, they come big and small. Bogey bogey, roll them into a ball. Bogey bogey, serve them up on a plate. Bogey bogey, they taste so great. Bogey bogey's are always such fun. And he's bogey number 101. Bogey bogey. Bogey bogey. Bogey, 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 
I'm Kath B and this is the Kids Mix on Fresh FM. We're going to have a Thomas the Tank Engine story now. It's Henry and the Elephant. the tank engine puffed happily along his branch line with Annie and Clarabelle. Sir Topham Hatt was waiting on the platform. He looked at his watch. Well done, Thomas. You are right on time and really reliable. Thank you, sir, whistled Thomas. Ooh, right on time and really reliable, hummed the coaches. But the big engines were not feeling cheerful at all. Where's Percy, mumbled Henry. He's supposed to fetch our coaches. We get no rest, complained James. He edged angrily onto the turntable and spoke rudely to Henry. What's the matter, Henry? There's no rain today. Stop worrying and do some work instead. I'm not afraid of getting wet anymore, huffed Henry. Anyway, you look silly enough to be a clown. You should join the circus. Oh, whistled Percy. So you've heard the news? What news? About the circus. Percy, what are you talking about? The circus has arrived, explained Percy. I've been shunting special cars. Sir Topham Hatt needs your help, too. The engine soon forgot to be tired and cross. Until it was time for the circus to leave. Then Gordon and Henry were cross all over again when James got to pull the train away. A little later, Sir Topham Hatt returned. Come along, Henry. A tunnel is blocked down the line. You must take some workmen to investigate. Pushing cars, pushing cars, grumbled Henry. They stopped outside the tunnel. The workmen went inside. It was very dark and quiet, but not for long. 
Help! shouted the workmen, and they ran out. We started to dig at the block, but it grunted and moved, one said. Rubbish, said the foreman. It's not rubbish. It's big and alive. We're not going in there again. Right, said the foreman. I'll ride in the cars and Henry shall push it out. Weesh, said Henry unhappily. He had been shut in the tunnel for being afraid of the rain, but this was worse. Something big and alive was inside. Peep, peep. I don't want to go in. Neither do I, said his driver, but we must clear the line. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, puffed Henry. Then there was trouble. The block was indeed alive and very strong. It began to push the train backwards. Out of the tunnel came Henry, then the cars, and last of all, a large cross elephant. Well, I never, cried the foreman. The workman gave him some cake. He drank three buckets of water and was just about to drink another when Henry let off steam. Cried the elephant. Water went all over Henry. Poor Henry. The elephant and his keeper were soon reunited, but Henry was most upset. An elephant pushed me. An elephant hooshed me. That night he told the other engines all about it. Gordon and James felt sorry for Henry, but still teased him. First the rain, then an elephant. Whatever will you be afraid of next? Never mind, Henry, murmured Thomas. I think you were brave today, and really reliable too.
FM. Here's a song by a band that was originally started at Nelson. Minwee. It's called Feel the Beat. It's the sound of, it's the sound of, it's the sound of your heart, baby. Jump with me, jump, jump. 
I hope you never have to wrestle a shark. But here's a song by Jerry Paul called Hank the Wrestling Shark. As I was swimming in Bondi Bay, which is in Australia, by the way, a very scary thing happened to me with the most terrifying creature of the sea. I was body surfing in the waves, a bit like the way a seal behaves when a grey fin appeared right alongside me and the fishes in the Bondi tide. Well, a chill went right down through my spine and a million thoughts went through my mind and I couldn't swim or I couldn't run. The music in my head went... Wrestling Shark There were no boats passing by And I had no harpoon to shoot the bad guy He licked his lips and he said with a toss Let's have a wrestle and see who's boss My head started spinning right around And my toes started sinking in the sandy ground The clouds crossed over and all went dark And he said, you know I'm Hank the Wrestling Shark, don't ya? Three rows of teeth, his eyes are like stone His skin was like leather, he had a nose like a traffic cone His dorsal fin was as sharp as a knife And I thought I'd reach the end of my very short life It was Hank the Wrestling Shark Teeth and looked me in the eye And I started to shake and let out a cry ah, But I said to myself, I'm too young to die And I jumped on the back of that freaky guy When he threw me in the waves and he whacked me with his tail He held me underwater till my face turned pale And he dragged me through the sand and bit me on the arm And then I realised that nasty Hank, he meant harm well, I knew I couldn't beat him through just sheer force He was white as a bus and as strong as a horse For the sneaky shark I did to think outside the box And an idea came how to beat this swimming ox It was Hank the Wrestling Shark I 
around his back towards a pectoral fin With my two fingers I tickled with a grin I knew I found a soft spot when he began to chuckle And within half a minute Hank began to buckle <laughs> He was laughing uncontrollably right there from his belly And the more that Hank laughed the more he turned to jelly He rolled around in circles but I held on real tight And soon I began to think that I might even win the fight so then Hank yelled out, Jerry, I give up! And I stopped tickling him and he panted like a pup. He knew he'd been defeated when he swam off with the barkers. I had won the title from Hank the Wrestling Shark! It was Hank the Wrestling Shark. It was Hank the Wrestling Shark. It's time for a story, Nori story. (laughs) This one's called Leapfrog. Hello, this is Elizabeth, and I'm dropping by with a short but sweet story by Hans Christian Andersen. It explains what it is that grasshoppers sing about, and it's about three animals who took part in a contest. It's called the Leapfrog. A flea, a grasshopper and a leapfrog once wanted to see who could jump highest and they invited the whole world and everybody else besides to come to see their jumping festival. The judge was to be the king himself, no less. I will give my daughter's hand in marriage to him who jumps highest exclaimed the king. For a competition without a prize would not be so amusing. After the king's announcement, the three jumpers were more keen than ever to make the right sort of impression on the world, and each wished to show that he was the fit and proper one to marry the princess. The flea was the first to step forward. He had exquisite manners and bowed to the company on all sides, for he had noble blood. He was, moreover, accustomed to live close to human beings, and that makes a great difference. Then came the grasshopper. He was considerably heavier, but he was well-mannered and wore a green uniform, which he had by right of birth. He said, moreover, that he belonged to a very ancient Egyptian family. The fact was, he had just been brought out of the fields and put in a cardboard box. I sing so well, he said, that sixteen native grasshoppers grew thin from sheer envy when they heard me. And that is how the flea and the grasshopper introduced themselves and thought that they were quite good enough to marry a princess. The leapfrog said nothing, but because he said nothing, people thought he was all the cleverer. And when the house dog snuffed at him with his nose, he decided the leapfrog was of good family. The king's old counsellor asserted that the leapfrog was a prophet, 
for when the weather was about to turn warmer, his skin would turn a brighter colour. As to which of these three fine specimens is the most fitting to marry my daughter, I say nothing, exclaimed the king, but I have my own opinion nonetheless. It was time for the contest to begin. The flea jumped so high that nobody could see where he went to. So they all said he had not jumped at all, and that he had cheated. The grasshopper jumped only half as high, but he leaped into the king's face, and that was ill-mannered. The leapfrog stood still for a long time lost in thought. People began to think that he would not jump at all. I only hope he is not unwell, said the house dog. When, pop, he made a jump into the lap of the princess, who was sitting on a little golden stool close by. At this, the king said, There is nothing above my daughter. Therefore, nobody should jump higher than her. But for this... One must possess understanding, and the leapfrog has shown that he has understanding. He is brave and intellectual. And by the decision of the king, the leapfrog won the princess. The other contestants tried not to show their disappointment, though in truth they both felt it keenly. It's all the same to me, said the flea. The princess may have the old leapfrog for all I care. I jumped the highest, but in this world merit seldom meets its reward. Looks is what people appreciate nowadays. The flea then went to serve abroad in the army, where, it is said, he was killed. The grasshopper sat on a green bank and reflected on worldly things, and he said too, Yes, looks are everything. A fine appearance is what the people care about. And then he began chirping his peculiar melancholy song, from which we have taken this story, and which may, very possibly, be all untrue. And that was the story of The Leapfrog by Hans Christian Andersen. I do hope that you enjoyed it. And Bertie says that it only goes to show that frogs truly do make good matches for princesses. Like they are magic to 
disappear into the sky You never know how big they'll be Or when they're going to pop I love to chase them round the yard I simply cannot stop I love bubbles I love bubbles I love bubbles I really do I love bubbles I love bubbles I love making bubbles with you My grandma gives me puzzles And books and dollies too My grandpa takes me swimming We go driving to the zoo Outside as quickly as I can to make the biggest bubble ever known to modern man. I love bubbles. I love bubbles. I love bubbles. I really do. I love bubbles. I make bubbles. I love making bubbles with you.
Have you seen a tuatara? Well, here is a song by John Phillips called Kia Kaha Tuatara. Should have stayed tucked up in my bed Should have put the covers back over my head Instead I hit the floor Fresh FM. Are your parents still asleep? Make sure you're nice and quiet so you don't wake them up. Here's a song I used to sing when I was little from the movie Mary Poppins. It's called Let's Go Fly a Kite. With tuppence for paper and strings You can have your own set of wings With your feet on the ground You're a bird in flight With your Fist holding tight to the string of your kite. Oh, let's go fly a kite up to the highest height. Let's go fly a kite and send it soaring up through the atmosphere, up where the air is clear. Oh, let's go fly a kite When you send it flying up there 
All at once you're lighter than air You can dance on the breeze over houses and trees With your fist holding tight to the string of your kite on your back and looked up into the clouds and seen different shapes I wrote a song about it it's called Changing Clouds Changing clouds watch them disappear and in the blink of an eye watch them reappear pictures I can see you don't see the same as me when we look at the clouds lying on our backs nothing could be better talk and laugh or gazing up into the blue and white together Time to 
Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.